This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. This is your host, Matt Loopy. You can find me on social media, MattLoopy11 on Instagram and Matt underscore Loopy on Twitter. Again, this is the Birds Banter Podcast. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Birds Banter, Instagram, Birds Banter PHL. And again, this show is presented to you by PHLSportsNation.com. Make sure you check out PHLSportsNation.com and PHLSportsNation on Twitter and Instagram. For all of your Philadelphia sports needs, we have the Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers, Union, all sports covered, um, all written by the fans for the fans. So make sure you check out PHLSportsNation.com. So today, we're going to dive into some more Eagles content. Um, we are about a month away from training camp, which is super exciting. We're going to have the full 90-man roster. Um, in Philly, working out together, we're going to have a lot of transactions, not mostly big transactions, but, um, you know, just the 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 team is the roster is going to be fluctuating, a um, few players in, a few players out, and as salary um, cap goes up and down, you're going to see some different moves that have to be made, so um, really looking forward to what the training camp this year is going to bring. As a reminder, this year is only three preseason games. Um, the new CBA is just three preseason games and then 17 regular season games. So we have a um, longer regular season, which I'm super excited about. I mean, you can't complain about more football and nobody really enjoys the preseason. Um, not many big time players play and there's always the risk of injury. Most of the time going to preseason, teams have an idea of who their 45 to 50 roster is going to be. The last, you know, three to eight spots are going to be determined at um, the preseason games, but that can be kind of ironed out in the first half of the first game. So um, not really a huge need for preseason. I think in years in the future, it's going to cut down to two or just maybe one game. Um, definitely needed just to get players back into playing shape and get the playbook down, but obviously don't need three or four games. I think it's a little bit extra, but right now, I feel like I'm saying this every single week on the podcast, but the Eagles offseason has been slow right now. Um, not a lot of news, but there is one topic we haven't talked about yet, and I want to get into it because there might be some news that happens soon, maybe never. We don't know what's going to happen in this situation, but I want to give my thoughts on it, my take, and really just look at the money, the finances behind it, and see what makes the most sense for both sides and why this dispute is happening and you might have guessed that it's going to be Zach Ertz. Um, Zach Ertz, is he going to be a Philadelphia Eagle in 2021? Is Dallas Goddard going to be the starting tight end? What is going to happen? The Eagles have a lot of question marks around the situation because it seems like when the season ended, Zach Ertz's time in Philly was over. A lot of expected him to be traded either before or during the draft. That has not happened. Right now, we are almost two months after the draft and Zach Ertz is still a Philadelphia Eagle and, uh, you know, planning on holding out, I would expect. Um, last year, when the contract dispute was happening in the offseason, Zach Ertz did not get what he wanted. 
He wanted to wait till George Kittle cashed in on his new deal, and the Eagles couldn't find an agreement after that. Um, it was expected, even back then, the 2021 offseason, if he did not have a new deal, he was going to be holding out in training camp. We will see what happens next month, if he is still rostered. But uh, as of right now, the Eagles have not made attempts, as we know, legitimate attempts to trade him or cut him, release him, um, as he is still on the roster. And uh, there was a report the other day that says that Zach Ertz really wants out. He really wants out of Philly, and um, he's just not having it anymore. So we're going to see what happens, but there's a lot that goes behind this decision for the Eagles. First things first, we have to look at the money behind it because a lot of this uh, dispute comes financially. Zach Ertz believes that he is a top tight end in the league, and he's correct about that. I would say definitely going into the 2020 season, many people would agree he's top three. And then he had an extreme fallout in 2020. Or in 2020. Wasn't catching the balls that he was used to. The routes were lazy. His blocking was not there. And he just fell off. He got hurt a few times. Um, Zachers was not the Zacherts that we remember and love as a Philadelphia Eagle the first several years of his career. So what now? Is the dispute money-related? Because right now, it doesn't look like he deserves an extension, deserves that extra money. It might be that he's upset with the organization. He doesn't agree with them anymore. It could be something similar to way, the way Carson Wentz's situation was handled. There was just a disconnect between him and the front office, which I could definitely see happening. Um, very similarly, the Eagles brought in Dallas Goddard, which rightfully so. After the Super Bowl, they lost Brent Selleck. They lost Trey Burton. And they would love to run that 12 personnel. And don't get me wrong, Nick Sirianni loves running 12 personnel as well. So as much as people are expecting Zacherts to leave, it really would benefit them this season to have Zacherts and Dallas Goddard because they're still going to be running a lot of plays with two tight ends. But anyways, when Dallas Goddard was drafted back in 2018, the reason was not because they did not believe in Zacherts. The reason was because they ran a couple of seasons with extreme 12 personnel heavy it was Zach Ertz running as the first tight end and then Brent Selleck more of as as the blocking tight end and then Trey Burton as the second tight end the second option being the pass catcher so after you lose two of those guys and Zach Ertz still in his prime still playing well but you're losing a big part of your offense without that 12 personnel a capable tight end that can take over so they bring in Dallas Goddard. Um, it was a great move. It wasn't like they were preparing for Zach Ertz's departure. I think after the first year, we saw how talented and athletic Zach Ertz, I mean, um, Dallas Goddard was. A lot of people were expecting, okay, the Eagles are going, going to get into a situation where they're going to have to pay either Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard. And, you know, right now we're in that situation. This is the third offseason of Dallas Goddard's career. This is the time that he is eligible to sign a contract extension. And there has been some rumors earlier in the offseason that he was expecting to sign that um, contract extension. If not this offseason, definitely during the season. I think that would be a good move for the Eagles. So right now, they are very, very much so deciding between Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. So as we get into this topic, let's first look at Zach Ertz's contract. So Right now, Zach Ertz is entering the final year of his deal um, in 2021. He's 31 years old. There are two extra years of his contract that are void years. They are going to be voided. Um, this is the out, these uh, dummy years, as you might want to refer to them as. 
Um, we did do a podcast a few weeks or several weeks ago um, after the draft about, you know, contract restructures, salary cap, everything like that. So if you're interested in more of the money side of the football game and everything, I believe that uh, podcast episode is called Salary Cap Restructures and uh, Cash or something like that. So make sure you check it out. An awesome guest from overthecap.com joined me, um, Brad Spielberger. So check that out. But anyways, this is the last year of Zach Ertz's contract. Um, he is on the books as a base salary of $8.5 million. Um, it was restructured. Um, it took $4.2 million off as cap relief for the Eagles. He is still getting that money. Um, it's going to come in at a cap hit of $12.721 million. And the dead cap, if the Eagles do end up getting rid of him, is going to be just over $7.5 million. So definitely a big hit for the Eagles, but... Uh, it does go down significantly since the Eagles are waiting till after June to deal him if they end up choosing to deal him. So anyways, Zach Ertz is up there. Um, you know, the cap hit is the most in the league, actually, if you look at it. That $12.7 million um, cap hit is number one in 2021 for tight end rankings. Um, next is going to be Jimmy Graham at 10, Austin Hooper at 8, Travis Kelsey at 7.6, and then Tyler Higbee at 7.47, those names might surprise you because you see the top tight ends in the league, Darren Waller, um, George Kittle, you know, they're not on the list. Travis Kelsey even, almost half of what Zach Ertz is cap hit is. So right now, Zach Ertz is, has the highest cap hit of the entire league um, in 2021. So it's not like he has a bad contract at all. Um, his argument in 2020 was he wanted to be paid like he was a top tight end. Well, he is. He, he's definitely getting paid like a top tight end. And um, after his play in 2020, he does not deserve a raise whatsoever. So if he cannot come to agreement with the Eagles, then he's going to have to leave. Um, we're going to look at George Kittle's contract right here. Uh, I'm using Spot Track right now. If you guys want to ever look at some contracts, that's definitely an awesome service to use. So this year in 2021, um, I believe this is the first year um, of George Kittle's new con. Oh, no. This is the last year of his rookie deal. Um, hold on. Okay, so George Kittle is going to be having a base salary of $1.25 million, um, a $3.6 signing bonus, and then a 5.4 cap hit. So... This is the first year of his mega deal, five years, $75 million. The 49ers backloaded the hell out of this deal. They put all the money at the end. Um, next year goes up to a cap hit of $16 million, then 16 then 18 then 15 So the first year is very, very manageable for the 49ers. So it's not a good comparison between Zach Ertz and George Kittle because right now George Kittle is not the highest paid tight end. Um, eventually he will be for sure. Travis Kelsey's going to be up there as well. They're going to be competing with each other for those figures. But um, George Kittle right now is not going to pay a lot of money compared to Zach Ertz. Um, there are some option bonuses, roster bonuses, and workout bonuses that bring it up an extra million dollars um, to get to that 5.5 cap hit number. But uh, 2022 is really when the real money starts rolling in for George Kittle. Um, if the Eagles want to compare those deals, and look at George Kittle's value versus Tra or, um, Zach Ertz, 
Obviously, we can all agree, and the Eagles are going to agree, Zach Ertz probably agrees himself, that George Kittle is a more talented and valuable tight end to his respective franchise. Um, if you want to look at the first year, or the first real year of George Kittle's money-making year is 2022 at $16 million cap hit. Again, if you guys remember, I mentioned that Zach Ertz's cap hit in 2021 was 12.7. So comparing the two, that is pretty accurate. Um, George Kittle up there, top paying tight end. Zach Ertz definitely behind him, especially after 2020. I would say Zach Ertz, his value would be between a 10 and a $13 million cap hit, which he falls right into. Um, he falls into the, the upper part of that bracket, but um, that's okay. He did prove himself time after time earlier in his career that maybe 2020 was just a down year, but um, you know, there, there's no reason for the Eagles to try to just hope that he's going to be okay because right now they have a very, very talented tight end behind him who could be getting some money very soon. We're going to talk about Dallas Goddard real quick right after a word from our sponsor. Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming just dropped their lawnmower 4.0. I hope you're as excited for this as me because this thing is legit. The fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks, thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. So make sure you get on the action, get 20% off, and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code PHL. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. All right, and now time to talk about the future tight end one for the Eagles. His name is Dallas Goddard. He's entering the fourth year of his uh, NFL career. And, um, you know, Zach Ertz has impressed a lot of people. He's fast. He can block. And um, just a few years ago, I think going into 2019, he said to a lot of reporters, there are three teams that he would not start on. And that was the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. Because, frankly, he believed in his mind that he was the fourth best tight end in the league. So he's had the confidence from the get-go. His skill on the field has replica replicated that. And whenever Zach Ertz has gone down, Dallas Goddard has proven himself as a reliable option for either um, Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. Whoever is the quarterback, even Nick Foles, um, they had a good uh, go together back in 2018 and 2019. So, um, I'm sorry, just 2018. But uh, anyway, Zach Ertz, 26 years old right now. He's still at a very good age to get some new money with the Eagles. Um, very young in his in his career. His cap hit. Keep in mind, Zach Ertz was $12.7 million for this season. Dallas Goddard coming in at $1.79. So you can see the difference between the two. And going back, like I said, when Dallas Goddard was drafted, that there was going to be a decision to be made, Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz, who is going to get the new money? Well, right now the answer is obvious. Um, right now I'm going to talk about what I would do. So... Obviously, the it didn't really work out for both sides with Zach Ertz and the Eagles. The Eagles were expecting Zach Ertz to have another great year as a top tight end in the league, prove himself to get new money, and then give him, give him an extension in 2021. That's what they would want to happen. They want Zach Ertz here. I guarantee it. Zach Ertz, on the other hand, he wanted the money. 
He was almost demanding it last year. He said, you know what? I'll play. I'll show up. Played on his current deal. And then he did not look good. So it's a lose-lose for both situations because right now, the Eagles don't have the same tight end that they used to have. And Zach Ertz right now, he does not have any leverage in this deal because he does not have the tape and the stats to prove himself from 2020 to say now, go up to Howie Roseman in the front office and say, I deserve an extension because he doesn't. So when you look at their other options, right now the only other rostered tight ends are Dallas Goddard and Richard Rodgers. So some moves definitely have to be made. Um, Dallas Goddard can 100% take on responsibility as the number one tight end. However, like I said, the Eagles love running 12 personnel, and that's not going to change just because Doug Peterson is no longer the coach. They are still going to run very heavy 12 personnel on offense with Nick Sirianni as the head coach. They need to be able to have a tight end who can you know, replicate that and um, try to fill in what, what they're losing with Zach Ertz. I think right now, there isn't a trade option for Zach Ertz. They've been actively putting him on the market ever since March, and nothing has came from it. It's been almost three months of just silence from rumors. I mean, some teams were thrown around, the Bills being one, and just nothing surfaces, the Seahawks. Nothing comes from it. So right now, I think it's time for the Eagles just to accept their loss, give Zach Ertz what he wants, and just release him. Give him some time to find a new home in the NFL and hope that he just produces, ends his career on a high note. Um, he is getting up there in age. I don't, I don't really know how much more he's going to have if he's going to get a big extension after this year. We'll see what happens. He does still have money due to him in 2021. Um, so the Eagles, I think, are best off going forward with Dallas Goddard. And uh, you have to think about who's going to be the backup. So Richard Rodgers, he's back, um, had probably his best year in 2020, played phenomenal when he was called upon. And is that going to be enough? I don't know. Um, he's never really been a starter ever in his career. And I'm not sure if he's able to contribute playing 40% of snaps every game. That's a lot to ask for for a backup tight end who doesn't really have the capabilities to start like a Dallas Goddard did when he was a backup. So right now, the Eagles probably are best off just filling a tight end group of three or four tight ends, just role players. Richard Rodgers, he can come in, he can block, he can run short routes. There's another name who comes up, a very, very, very familiar name who many might get frustrated if he gets signed again because it seems like it's always back and forth between him and the Eagles. But Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews, it was reported a week or two ago that he is converting to tight end this offseason. So when he was at the Eagles, he was playing around 210 pounds, 205, I believe. Um, okay, so the lower end of 200. Now he got himself up to 225-ish, and he's looking to play tight end. He's looking to make a comeback in the NFL. And um, keep in mind, his last location as a player was with the 49ers. Right now, he's spending time at the University of Louisville training with their football team and their coaches to try to get back and make a comeback in the NFL as a tight end. Louisville has a great tight end coach, so he's working with him to try to improve his craft and show value to a team. So, obviously, the relationship is there. He has a great relationship with the Eagles. Um, I don't know if he would define it as great because it seems like he's just 
a couple of years, there was a stretch where he just got called at, you know, week six, week seven rolls around. The Eagles get hit with the injury bug, as they always do. And Jordan Matthews is on the plane the next day coming back. So I'm not sure how he feels about Philly, but I know that the Eagles uh, think highly of him enough to always bring him back. But um, it will be interesting to see what Jordan Matthews' market is as he tries to make a comeback as a tight end. Um, obviously, putting on weight, he would be a great receiving tight end um, because he provided a lot of value to the Eagles as a receiver, especially out of the slot. I think he can be a fantastic option. Adding the weight will help him with blocking quite a bit. So he can play in the slot. He can play um, in line with the offensive linemen and block and run out of routes as well. So um, I think it's definitely a, a possibility. The relationship is there, and the Eagles have a need for tight end after Zach Ertz um, eventually departs. I think it's inevitable at this point. Um, I think within the next month it'll happen because he's going to he's gonna threaten to hold out of camp, and the Eagles are probably just not going to put up with it. And then he's going to be gone. They're going to have to have a month where they – you know, try to find a replacement for him. So that's where I see the situation going. I don't see Zach Ertz. Unfortunately, I don't see him ending his career in Philly. It would be nice. Um, he's been a fan favorite. And I think as fans, it's just important to look past what happened in 2020. There was a disconnect, but Zach Ertz brought a lot of success and a lot of fun moments to this Eagles organization, namely the game, the winning touchdown um, to put the Eagles ahead in the Super Bowl. They won the game because Zach Ertz reached out across the goal line, and yes, he did score that touchdown. Um, but it's not a debate anymore. <laughs> but um, anyways, it's just time to move on. Similar to Carson Wentz, there were some hardships this past year, but um, just appreciate what happened and uh, move on, and hope that he finds a new home and can contribute to their team. You know, Carson Wentz seems pretty happy with the Colts already. And looks like he's going to try to make a run at the AFC. So definitely got some competition there with the Titans getting Julio Jones. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, Zach Ertz, I don't think he's going to be coming back. But I think if I were to predict, Zach Ertz is going to be released in the next month. I think Dallas Goddard will start the season as the number one tight end. He's going to show what he's capable of. And then by week 10, Dallas Goddard will get a contract extension with the Eagles be locked up for another four years after his rookie deal that's what i'm predicting um we'll see what happens and uh maybe keep it keep a lookout see if jordan matthews makes a return um that's what i have for you for today's episode please make sure you follow us on social media again birds banter phl on instagram birds banter phl on twitter um check us out check out other podcast episodes if you're new here and as always subscribe on your favorite platform so you never miss another episode of the birds banter podcast I'll, pe I'll uh, see you guys next week. Go Birds.